Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always, always use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. It's Tuesday. It's hockey talk. That's right, everyone. Welcome in to Chair Shot Radio on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com, where we encourage you to always use your head. And I am here on a Saturday recording for a Tuesday with a couple of much more knowledgeable hockey minds than myself. To talk trade deadline in the NHL. That's right. I am joined by David Ungar and returning to Hockey Talk uh, for the first time in a few weeks, Mr. Kyle Moores, Dr. Smores himself, as it is on the Twitter. Kyle, welcome back to Hockey Talk. Glad you could join us. Um, I know you were working earlier today, so. Oh, you know, the life of a teacher never ends. Saturday school is fun. But uh, thank you all for having me back. I'm glad that I didn't overstay my welcome last time. And uh, deadline day is always a fun thing to talk about. It is. And I mean, I don't know why you act like we're welcoming you back as if you were never going to come back. I mean, word on the street is we're going to replace you or we're going to replace Dave with you. Like, that's what I've been told. I uh, can only and, hope that this comes to fruition. Oh, Dave. No. Who who then gets to fix all of my terrible audio mistakes? I, I need you. Uh, you're my post produ- you're my post production guy. You're my so winger. you're the reason. So we- you're the reason Rans wanted me to learn how to edit the show. <laughs> oh, probably, probably. Anyway, yeah. So we're recording this. Uh, we're recording this podcast on Saturday. Hockey trade deadline is Monday at 3 p.m. So by the time we air this bad boy on Tuesday. More moves will have probably taken place than what than, than what we're actually going to discuss. But we're gonna we're gonna kind of break down a few things. Dave and I did a little wish list for our team last week. I was I spent an inordinate amount of time on uh, CBS Sports uh, buying into their punditry, uh, and so we'll talk we'll talk about some teams that maybe have some needs. We'll we'll talk about our teams and their needs, uh, and and I think then we can also talk about some big names that could possibly get moved before this deadline. Maybe who are some of the big sellers out there? I know before we started recording the podcast, Kyle had mentioned at least one team that should be fire selling right now and hasn't really made as many moves as we would have expected. And, uh, and yeah, we'll just, we'll, we'll kind of dig into it. We'll also talk about maybe what some other teams need to do to, to get that extra step and that extra push. Uh, and, and I think that'll be a, a fun little show today. Trade deadlines are always my favorite and 
the only trade deadline I don't ever look forward to is Major League Baseball because it's like the biggest letdown trade deadline, in my opinion, every year. Like every year, they're always like, who's going to get moved? And then nothing happens, and then everybody clears waivers later, and, and that's when that's when moves take place. So, Yes, Washington Nationals fans everywhere are telling you to go screw yourself, Pat, after last year. <laughs> why, why me? What did I do? Just based on the fire sale that we had a year ago, but. Well, that's not my fault it's that not, your team it's unloaded. Not. Like that's not there. That's not my payroll problem. That was that's, the Nationals. That's problem, true. So. And who cares? Baseball sucks with their terrible collective bargaining agreements. And you know, every every five years we have a work stoppage. <laughs> so, uh, but we're here to we're here to talk hockey. We're going to take our first commercial break. Dave's going to kick up some ESPN hockey music when we come back, and we're going to dive right into. So some actual moves that have happened as of Saturday, a lot of disappointing stuff, but Hey, we're going to cover it all and then look to the future. You're listening to hockey talk on ChairShot radio network, a part of the ChairShot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with angry lemonade. You can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code ChairShot. head to angry to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Welcome back. The ESPN music has played, which means we're going to get to it. And I, I laughed this morning as I as I checked my uh, my websites to follow just kind of the live thread. And, and my good friends over, and I say this, my good personal friends over at CBS, they uh, have this live feed that's literally just one dude reporting any sort of any sort of moves and it's it's Pierre Lebrun. He's it. He's it. That's all CBS has got. Uh not not a lot to really happen right now. Uh I was I was looking at this. Tampa Bay picked up Brandon High or Brandon Hagel from the Blackhawks because they need more I, I don't know. So that's really the the only major move that's really happened so far is that that I've seen in the last week or so is Brandon Hagel going to Tampa Bay for let me see if I can get all the names here. Tampa Bay Lightnings have acquired Brandon Hagel for two fourth round picks in exchange for prospects Boris Kachuk Kachuk and Taylor Radish and Tampa Bay's first round picks in 2023 and 2024. So Hagel's got he's he's having a pretty solid season. He's got 37 points, 21 goals, 16 assists. Uh, and it's spent the last three seasons with the Blackhawks. So 
Kyle, you talked about this to start um, before we recorded the show. You expect the Blackhawks to do any more moves. So first, react to this trade, and then let's talk about where what else the Hawks could do uh, moving forward. Uh, it's not even so much that I think they will make more moves as much as like, you know, just looking at read the room, so to speak. They should be fire selling like this is a team that is not going to compete anytime soon. Um, they've still got Taves and Kane under big contracts. They've got Flurry under a big contract. I know at least Flurry has a no movement clause. I'm sure probably Taves does also. But like, you got to start trying to unload these people. Like, what is your end game here? Because at the rate you're going, all that's going to happen is y'all are going to continue to suck and these people are going to walk for nothing in free agency. So I, it's interesting that you brought up Marc-Andre Fleury because his name has has been flying around. And, and even, you know, even in this thread, as, as, or as early as this morning uh, at the time of recording, it's it's funny because it's like he's like the king of the name, maybe because he's such a big name. They keep floating the name out there. But every time you see a Twitter post about it or, or any sort of news feed about it, it's everything's quiet on the Marc-Andre Fleury front. Um Blackhawks clearly don't – I don't know that this has been a – clearly this pickup hasn't worked out the way the Blackhawks wanted. If he were to go anywhere, like, yeah, I think he has a no trade and he can waive it. But where should he go if he were to go anywhere? Dave, why don't you take that one first? Where where should Marc-Andre Fleury go? We've talked about him a couple of times on the program, so. Yeah, um, awfully quiet on the Marc-Andre Fleury front. Uh, I, you know, a lot of sentiment about bringing him to Washington – that's kind of softened lately ever since they got Vanacek back and he's been playing much better. So the Caps are kind of like looking at that. like, And a lot of, like we've talked about several times in previous episodes, lots of belief that he doesn't want to go to Washington due to the rivalry. Um, Vegas is getting Robin Leonard back um, sooner rather than later. So that kind of moves them out of the conversation, you'd think. Um, you know, looking at, at teams that like contenders who are in the, in the running, who could use a guy like Flurry, man. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Bruins. I mean, the Bruins kind of lost one of their goalies. I think didn't Rask retired, right, Kyle? I'm pretty sure he retired a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. He had to like that hip is gone. Right. Gone. Right. He's done. Um, you know, look at around at other teams. I don't know, man. Maybe Calgary has 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 a partial need for somebody like that, but probably not. Um, Nash- You're close, huh? You're close. The answer is Edmonton. Yeah. Okay. Edmonton's goalies are Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen. So, like, it's already yeah. an old folks' home. You you can't win with those. That's experience, Kyle. That's experience. It's already an old folks' home. They know how to shuffle over with their walkers and gold stick gold sticks and, and make some plays. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you're oh. gonna if you're gonna blow money on an old past his prime goalie, you might as well make it Mark Andre as opposed to these are Mike Smith's actual stats for this season. Oh dear. Keep in mind he's 39 years old. The fact that he's still in the league is a miracle in and of itself. Um, in 16 games, he is six eight and one with a three three nine goals against and an eight nine five save percentage. This man is roasted, cooked, and done. What about a team like Toronto, Kyle? What do you think? I mean, they all the flameouts that they've had in the playoffs. Do you think adding a guy like Flurry? I understand what you're saying, past his prime, on the backside of his career, but a Stanley Cup pedigree. 
with multiple teams. Um, do you think he'd have like that experience level that might help? I mean, Toronto's goaltending is not bad, but you know, a guy like Flurry, maybe, maybe that's something that they want to consider. I think the issue there is Toronto can't afford him. Toronto can't make that work financially. And so, like, could they use him? I mean, in theory, yeah, because, like, their goalies are currently basically Mrazek and Campbell. And as a Canes fan, I can tell you, you can't, like, bet the farm on Mrazek because you can't guarantee he's going to be healthy and you never know where he is mentally. Right. Right. I mean, he beat he beat the Caps a few years ago, but... Like, oh, when he's, on, when he's on. Yeah, like, Mrazek is on. He's great. But, like... You know, that's the reason I didn't say Pittsburgh should try to get him back, because honestly, they could use him as a backup for Jari. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And, you know, he'd probably want to go back there. Oh, absolutely. He would love to retire where it all began. But like they absolutely straight up can't afford him. And yeah, and that's the other part of this is is money. Money is always uh, a sticky wicket. Sticking with the Black Blackhawks, a couple of weeks ago, Dave and I had talked about there were some rumors surrounding Patrick Kane being moved. I I understand why, but is there any like he's he's like one of the few names that and I said this on the show is sort of synonymous with Chicago hockey, like basically since he he came up into the league. I think the rumors that Dave and I saw was Vegas. Was that right? Was it Vegas or was it Colorado, Dave? I can't I can't remember which one it was. I think Colorado um, had made some, uh, some some inquiries into him. Like here, here's the thing with Kane, though, is I think the Hagel trade kind of got his attention a little bit as far as, okay, where is my future with this team? I mean, he's got, what, a year left on his contract, I believe. He's also 33. Right. Yep. Uh, he's, he's a good plug-and-play sort of player on the right team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Colorado, certainly you, you add him to the mix in Colorado – and they start to look damn near unstoppable. We know that doesn't mean anything in the playoffs. Uh, Vegas is is not a lock to make the playoffs at all right now. So you got to look at them and say, yeah, they they need to make a move. Eichel has helped, but not enough. Um, yeah, I think. But, you know, at the same time, does Chicago want to trade him in conference? Would they rather ship him off to somebody on, on the East and, and not worry about it? You know, there's teams like, like a Florida, let's say Florida doesn't get Claude Giroux. Patrick Kane is is probably an upgrade in some respects from from where Giroux is. So he's got sixty eight points this year. I, I'm looking at it right now. He's yeah. got sixty eight points in fifty seven games. He's got nineteen goals. Like he can, he's still got the touch. He can, he can still go. Yeah, he can absolutely still go. I, I think the thing that I liked about him and the possibility of him going to Colorado was we talk about a team that just maybe needs. Not so much the scoring punch, but the experience kind of kind of he's 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 hoisted cups like and Colorado hasn't done that. And they've got all this talent and it seems like they just don't get over the hump when it comes not cutting time. And what what who could who could be that type of leader to, to kind of give them that extra push? You mentioned uh, you mentioned Giroux, Dave. What, let's get into that. Uh, who who do we think will legitimately be a player for Claude Giroux? Because right now everything is oh talks are happening, things seem to be moving forward, but they're not. Who could really use Claude Giroux on 
on their roster. Use him. Uh, every other team in the league could probably use him. Yes, um, but you know what I mean I know what Who's you the mean. I'm going to go wise ass. Fucking... <laughs> all, the, all the scuttlebutt so far, and I don't know if Kyle's heard any different, but everything that I've heard says Florida. And 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 that's that's what it's looking like is that Florida's got the inside track to him now. That could change certainly, but what I heard this le- week leading into this was that Florida had the inside track on Claude Giroux. Um, those talks seem to have grown kind of quiet, which may or may not mean anything. But I think a uh, yeah, team like Florida. I mean, you're looking at now Giroux's um, never won a cup, as far as I recall. Maybe got there with Philly when they played Chicago and lost. So, but he's been a captain for many years and, and that veteran leadership is something like a team like, like a Florida could use, uh, even a team like Carolina, you know, might not, might benefit from a Claude Giroux. Um, you know, certainly, you know, Washington's not going to be in the running for him because hey, he's a flyer and we don't need, they've got their own experience levels, but you know, if, if you're not wanting to take them on the East, you know, a team like like your guys, the blues could certainly benefit from a guy like Claude Giroux. Um, you know, if Kane doesn't work out the avalanche, <laughs> you look at a team like you're saying, Pat needs that veteran leadership, that experience. They should be in the, in the mix on this thing. Vegas certainly should be in the mix on this thing. Uh, put them on Calgary. I mean, Calgary has been one of the biggest surprises this year and wow, you know, they could definitely use him and Edmonton as well. You know, with a team with all that young talent, you need somebody to kind of galvanize the youngsters. So lots of things. But Florida is the name that keeps prevalently coming up as far as Claude Drew, as far as I've heard. I don't know what you guys have heard. All right, what about you? I mean, I've heard literally nothing in terms of where he's going to end up going in terms of like just in terms of teams that I think should be more aggressive at the deadline. I, I'm thinking like. There are going to be some te- a team like Nashville is going to be more aggressive than people are thinking because like the West wild card is actually competitive. Um, right. A team that needs to be the most aggressive though, legitimately at the deadline that's in the playoff hunt is the Rangers. Right, the Rangers need to be the most aggressive. Like if you look at their team in terms of depth, they have four players that can score, and if if those four aren't scoring, they have nobody. If Panarin and Zabanajad and Fox are not playing, there's nobody on that team that scores goals. It's funny that you brought them up because after the second commercial break, I was actually going to talk about some specific teams and sort of what their needs are. And you, and you stole my thunder a little bit there, Kyle, with the Rangers because the Rangers are are one of them. And literally, as I as I pull up another article, depth forward is what's is what's listed as one of their team needs and defensemen. So. Yeah, that that's yeah, I buy that. What's another team that we're not talking about who could be a big seller here before before the deadline passes? We you know, we really honed in on the Blackhawks. Who else could could really who who, who else could you see unloading some talent as we get closer to the deadline? I could see I could see Philly obviously other than Giroux just deciding like this clearly is not working. Um look for Carter Hart to be dangled. Like, yeah. look for them to really put some feelers out. Does anybody want to bet on a hot goalie? Um, the Winnipeg could be looking at their window and realizing that it's closing and start like, yeah, they could start unloading the Blake Wheelers or the Schleifleys that are like not going to be part of a rebuild. Um, 
so I could see both of them being sellers. Um, um, Seattle should be a buyer only right. because like they're going to sell Giordano, mm-hmm. but like, how do you, how do you have this much cap space and you've done nothing? I'm expecting them to be really aggressive once buyouts start happening. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. So yeah, that actually segues Dave. I'll let you take this question first before we go to the last question, before we go to break. Um, because what you just said there, Kyle, actually segues very nicely into my last. Who should be selling at the trade deadline that won't? Probably the, you know, the Devils are are a team that should probably be selling at the deadline because they they've stockpiled draft picks, and yeah, you're not going to deal a guy like Jack Hughes, but they do have some attractive pieces that they could use that they could get rid of to bolster their lineup a little bit. Uh, the devil's a little bit disappointing this year. I'd say um, Anaheim's another team that might be in the mode now where, you know, they over, over, you know, achieve for much of the season, but that kind of has gone by the wayside. I agree with Kyle personally. Winnipeg is a team that you look at some of the pieces that they have. Now you're not going to get rid of Shifley or something like that, but they've also got some attractive pieces here and there that you could deal with to try and, uh, you know, not a full rebuild, but maybe a, a reboot sort of thing in, in a team like Winnipeg. But yeah, the Devils are the one that I'm looking at saying you got a lot of young guys. Dougie Hamilton and P.K. Subban Absolutely. are under contract. Tomas Tatar is under contract. Like these are the like this team is trash as exists. You're not you're right. You're not going to get rid of Hershire and you're not going to get rid of Hughes and you're not going to get rid of, you know, these younger people. But like. You pay in you pay in PK Subban and Dougie Hamilton combined like twenty million dollars to be the worst team in the Eastern Conference. The right. worst defense. You're paying two defensemen a combined twenty million dollars to be one of the worst defensive teams in the league. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. dangle those carrots. Yeah, Montreal's another one that I'm kind of like you know because they're bad, but that's only because Carey Price has been hurt for so mo- almost the entire year. Oh. He's practicing though. He's practicing. No, I wouldn't. But here's I wouldn't the thing, though. But back. here's the thing. Carey Price masks the fact that, like, Carey Price has proven the fact that Montreal is not a good team. Right. That this is a team, and so they should be selling absolutely because Price has proven that you are a one-trick pony, and when this one trick is not there, and he's not gonna be there for very long, even after he comes back, because we lose sight of the fact that even beyond having mental health problems and coming back from all of his issues, he's 34 years old. So he's not gonna be an all-star level goalie for very much longer, and like this roster is trash. So anybody over the age of 25 needs to be available. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair point. Um, but teams are stubborn, and that's and Montreal is right up there with with the, some of the worst of the worst. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna take our our second commercial break. When we come back. We're gonna talk about some buyers and some folks that we hope to to see some do do some pickups. By the way, I I I think PK Subban would look great in a blue note, but that's just me. I'll take him. Uh, I'll take anybody who can stop an offensive attack. But uh, before we go to our recorded commercials, uh, it is my duty to remind you that if you enjoy what we do at the chairshot.com, if you enjoy Dave Ungar's post-production work and you want to support Dave in his post-production efforts, please head over to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot and invest in a pro wrestling tee shirt. 
And they're not just short sleeve t-shirts. There's long sleeve tees. There's all kinds of great options out there for you to choose from. I wore one to my local indie last night. My favorite, uh, my favorite of the two that I own, the hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling uh, shirt. Might as well represent. And I desperately need Tag Team Wrestling to come back. Seriously, shirts are $19.99. Or if you're feeling fancy, want something that feels nice on your giblets, spend a few dollars more. Get it soft style. Your body will thank you for it. Again. We love putting content out here each and every day. Dave loves post-production. Help Dave with his post-production efforts by heading over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and investing in a chair shot shirt. When we come back, we're going to talk about some teams that should be buyers here on Hockey Talk, your trade deadline special on the Chair Shot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, welcome back. We have talked a lot about sellers. I did have one other name. And a, and a destination, a guy that needs a destination because, good Lord, he's made it very clear he wants to leave the team he's currently playing for. Jake DeBrusque, where does he go? Back to his apartment. Yeah. Because Chicago <laughs> ain't anywhere. Or not, not Chicago. Uh, DeBrusque is in Boston. Boston ain't selling no fucking body. So, like, he's going to go back to his apartment. He's going to go to Fenway. Uh, he sure is trying hard, though. He he's going to get him some donkeys. Hang yeah. out in the combat zone for a little bit. It's going to be a good trash time. Coffee, trash coffee. All right. So let's do this first. Dave, I'm just going to say it. CBS Sports disagrees with you and says you don't need a goaltender. Um, they say you need depth at forward. Uh-huh. So your response to CBS I Sports. I tend to, goals. at this point, um, I kind of agree with them a little bit. I think, you know, I, I would not have Samsonov playing goalie at any point in the playoffs because he makes some stupid decisions anytime he's puck handling it. Vanacek is, is serviceable. He's not going to be, you know, uh, who's a goalie for the Rangers? Sajurkin? Sorkin? Or what? Kyle, who's Here. the guy? Uh, whoever the guy is, he's dominant right now. I mean, he's, he's the guy I'm looking at. So you're not going to get anything like that. But... You know, Flurry's not the solution. That leaves basically Simeon Varlamov as, as somebody that they could look at bringing in. I just don't see the need. I don't think Varlamov, he, he's another older guy. Well past Shesterkin. Shesterkin, yeah. You're not going to 
you're not going to get somebody like that, an elite-level goaltender like that. There's nobody out there. Um, I tend to agree with them that getting some depth at forward because they've had so many injury problems. You know, Oshie got hurt. He didn't play against Carolina last night. They got everything since they got Mantha back. That's been a big help for them. Um, you know, the name that I hear mentioned a little bit here and there is, is Boser from Vancouver as a possible somebody that the Caps would go after. But the Caps have like no cap space. So any move that they're going to make, you're looking at, it's going to have to be like brokered by a third team to make anything really work at this point. So while I'd love for the Caps to be buyers and be in on somebody like Boser or a Patrick Kane or even a JT Miller or DeBrusque, although I agree with 100% with Kyle that DeBrusque ain't going anywhere. I just don't think that they've got the assets and the cap space to make anything really happen. So I agree with CBS Sportsline, but I don't see them doing anything. Should they? Yes. I don't think it's practical. What about Max Domi of the Blue Jackets? That would be intriguing, but you know that's another one of these situations where I think Columbus would be reluctant to trade Domi within the same division to one of their biggest rivals. Uh, You know that that. Shouldn't be as big a factor as it is, but I think it you know, actually. You know that Caps Blue Jackets rivalry puts butts in seats out there in Columbus. You know it's it it well Columbus doesn't like the rivalry <laughs> too much, that's for sure. But um, uh, I mean, uh, Domi would be good. There's there's a few options that are out there that that are intriguing. Um, but I just don't see the Caps having the assets unless you get a third team involved. Then maybe you know Detroit is one of these teams that seems to be really positioned by a lot of people as an intermediary to facilitate some of these three team deals. I see Detroit's name mentioned a lot. So maybe when you have basically nobody, it's easy to get rid of anybody. Yes. And you have lots of cap space. They also have lots of cap space. So I'm going to move over to Canada uh, to to pose this one to Kyle. um, As I go down this list. Because every year I get hurt by the Toronto Maple Leafs. I, I like believe in them, and then they they fail. And I know that's my own mistake. How long have you been watching hockey, Pod? <laughs> long enough to be like, I I believe in this team. Someday they're going to get over the hump. They never get over the hump. I didn't pick them this year. You can ask Dave. Like last year, I had them hoisted. I I had them. I I was I was all in on Toronto, and then. Whoops. They ain't been anywhere near to. They ain't been anywhere near cup contending since Cujo and Sundin. They are the Caps of Canada. Three one lead, True. prime to fail. So, so what do we do with Toronto? And, and again, I'll, I'll look at their needs. There's, they, you know, according to this article, it's goaltending and defense. Mitch um, Marner got a goodbye. Well, that'd be a start. Like, period. Like, but period, like really, because they're another team. The problem with a lot of these teams that we're going to talk about that should be buying, a lot of teams should be buying. My Hurricanes should be buying. They should. They need a defenseman that's under contract for more than a year because they can't afford Tony D'Angelo's extension. They can't. Um, But the problem with a lot of these teams is so many teams are maxed out on cap space. Toronto should be buying a lot of things. They can't buy shit unless they get rid of one, uh, unless they get rid of one to two of Arner, Nylander, Matthews, um, uh, Tavares. Like they got to get rid of two of that foursome if they want to be able to do any kind of actual 
depth building because I think to those four players, they have something like half of their cap devoted. Toronto should be going after the guy you mentioned earlier, Kyle. Giordano would be a good fit for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, why? You know, great yeah, it's like, okay, why, what are you guys waiting for? They Seattle wants to move him. Uh, this kind of makes, but yeah, like you're saying, he's sitting out his second straight game. Yeah. Yeah. He's not playing. I mean, they're just waiting for the, the, the shoe to drop on him, but you look at Toronto needing defensemen, uh, you know, Giordano's the one that kind of stands out to me as like, Hey, there's, there's a good one. I can't pronounce the kid's name in, in, uh, in Arizona, who everybody's talking about. Chisurson. Chitrin. Chitrin. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know he you know, you might be able to get him at a little bit of a discount right now because he's out for the next two to four weeks with the dreaded lower body injury designation. So maybe Uh, you can get him at a discount that you wouldn't have had before because you know, well, he's not going to come in really until the playoffs start. Those are the two guys. Arizona's getting evicted from their house. They should take any offer you get. That's right. You know, I... Here's here's the thing about but the thing about Cheatron that you that you just talked about is that there are multiple teams that are that are interested, including my Blues. Like because there's so there's a lot of teams that need defense help. He's relatively affordable, uh, and you might and be he's able young as and he's young. young. And so you can build around it. Like the Blues, their big problem is is that they're you talked about old old defensemen or just guys not playing. Like Robert Batuzo has been not good. Marco Scandella has been not good. Uh, Nobody, it's just been unreliable. They give up goals so much. And so I was going to say Bennington looks like he's lost his magic. Oh my God. It's, it's hurt to watch. And, you know, but I I don't, but I don't think they're looking for a goal. Like, I I don't think they can look for a goal. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's, they've signed him to so much. Like his contract is kind of ridiculous, which generally happens when you win a, win a cup. Like you go on a, you go on a hot run like, say it, it was what it was. Jordan Bennington was the hot goalie in 2019, and that's I, I love him for it. But to to make a baseball analogy, it's like Matt Carpenter for the Cardinals. We loved Matt Carpenter because he hit doubles for like three years when we were good, and then became awful, and we couldn't let him go. And I'm worried that that that's what's going to happen because St. Louis does this weird like we love our players and sports things and our management's going to keep people. I, I actually respect Doug Armstrong enough that he he does get rid of people uh, a little bit more than than other GMs in St. Louis franchises. So yeah, I uh, would love to see another uh, you know a change in goal. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and so you you go with getting guys that can kind of protect that terrible terrible goaltender. Uh, Kyle, you said Carolina should be, should be, uh, by secondary scoring and they can't really get it. Uh, some of it is their own stubbornness. They're right up against the cap, which is, is what it is. But some of the, the issue is I love Jordan Stahl. Don't I love Jordan Stahl. You are devoting entirely too much money to Jordan Stahl for what you're going to get out of Jordan Stahl. And you need to accept that. And you need to recognize that that's a contract that's got to go. Um, there are, there are enough depth level defensemen that you can combine a couple of them for an impact defenseman. The only defensemen on that team that should be untouchable are Slavin and Pesci. Even D'Angelo shouldn't be untouchable because again, they cannot afford to extend him. If they could have afforded it, they would still have Dougie Hamilton on the team. Yep. So like, they're not going to give... 
the amount of money that he's going to cost. Because he's going to cost, especially after the season he's having, especially because he was able to keep his fucking mouth shut and not get kicked off the team, he's going to have at least a five to six million cap hit. And they're not going to give that. Nice. Okay. So I got one last team that I want to bring up. I want to go over to the West. Uh, They're currently running second in the Pacific as of this reporting, the Los Angeles Kings. What could they do to make themselves real players and and challenge in the playoffs? Either of you can go first this time. I'm going to do the let Dave go first because I don't know on the King roster. I have to look it up. Yeah, the Kings are just Uh-oh. one of these great uh, surprise success stories. Uh, I, you know, I think they do a lot of things well. They don't excel at anything, but you know, at this point, they've got that great factor that is kind of underrated in hockey sometimes, and that's chemistry. And they've really pulled together this year, and and that sort of thing. I mean, I would love to say DeBrus going to the Kings would be a great move. So, I mean, that would be great. That gets him out of Boston. That gets him away from the Eastern Conference. You get a player on the Kings who could make an impact for them. You know, they're probably still a couple years away from being a contender. Uh, You know, you still got a deal. But, I mean, you know, are you telling me that they could go? You know, you look at the the standings in, in the Pacific right now, and the Kings would probably play Edmonton. That's a scary matchup for the Edmonton Oilers, I think, right now. Just the way the Kings have played and the way Edmonton's been so hot and cold. You added a DeBrusque to that equation? Yeah, and I'm glad you said DeBrusque. I brought up DeBrusque earlier because like, I, I agree I, I agree with the both of you. I, I think it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot for Boston to deal him just because why would you? The Kings have a scoring problem. They've they've still got, I'm looking at that roster. They've still got all of the important players from the old dynasty. Dustin Brown, Anz Kopitar, Drew Doty, Jonathan Quick are all still on this team. And if they're still on this team, with the exception of Dustin Brown, you know they're all still making huge money. Exactly. And um, they should all be available. Because if you're over 34, you should be available. Right. and maybe that should be the title of this week's uh, hockey talk. Uh, you know, just, if you're over 34, you're available. If, um, you look at the the Kings, the, if we're not at the top of the table, you should be. You look at the Kings. Right. If you say, if you say, "Hey, Kopitar for and 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 prospects for DeBrusque, that's Done. not a bad deal. Exactly. I mean, you're looking at you're looking at Boston. You add Anze Kopitar or somebody like that to or yeah. I mean, certainly not going to get rid of quick, but a guy like Kopitar. On the Bruins, you know, he's kind of got that East Coast get down in the mud sort of dig it out mentality that um, would benefit a team like Boston. DeBrusque wants to be out of there. Makes sense to me. Yeah, I think I and I'm glad you went there. That's kind of where I was going with that is, you know, get get a, get a score, get a couple more scores uh, over there in Los Angeles. All right. Oh, so, don't sleep on Nashville to trade Philip Forsberg, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They uh, have been trying real hard to get that man to sign a contract extension, and he has made it very clear that he is done. So my last question before we head out of here, inevitably, during these trade deadlines, um, somebody ends up, uh, to quote to quote the great 
cinematic work that was draft day, somebody ends up looking like a donkey. Who's going to look like a donkey coming out of the trade deadline? Who's going to make the mistake? And if that doesn't work, who do you want to make the mistake? Like, Dave, you can't say Pittsburgh. Well, you can pick any. The <laughs> Pittsburgh or the Rangers, then, at this point, I'd take Pittsburgh or the Rangers or maybe Carolina, because that's a, a Carolina or Florida would be great because that's a potential first round matchup. Um, hopefully, it's not the Caps again. They have a, the, you know, Kyle mentions Philip Forsberg. One of the worst trades ever was was that Forsberg for Martin Erat trade. So hopefully it's not them. But uh, yeah, the Rangers shit in the bed. I, I wouldn't complain about that too much. I want it to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. I no, want very much for it to be the Tampa Bay Lightning. It won't be. No, they're too good. It won't be. No, so um, I'm going to pick on a guaranteed winner and i'm gonna say it's gonna be the maple leafs because toronto gonna toronto and they gonna flunk out of the first round that's fair that's fair my wish for a for a team to shit the bed come trade deadline would be the colorado avalanche uh as much as i have touted them as this could be their year i could also see them overreaching to try and make it their year and it, and it hurting them. So that's going to be my wish list for a team that turns into a donkey. All right. That's going to do it for Chair Shot Radio and our trade deadline special. Dave, I'm going to hand it over to you first to tell everybody where they can find you out there in the Chair Shot Radio universe since we have a guest today. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag. That is at Attitude A-G-G and Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. Thank you, sir. Kyle, where can folks find you on the Chair Shot Radio Network? You can find me right here on the Outsider's Edge podcast. Most of the time on Fridays, we uh, try to be consistent, but we are consistently inconsistent. You can also find me on Twitter at Dr. S'mores. Sounds like the nerd review, right, Dave? Am I right? Uh, uh, consistently I, I liked I liked your Mia Culpa this week, Pat. That was nice. Man, I, I, I'm frankly, I'm just burnt out from writing those things, and I told Greg as much. So we are anyway. increasingly less young gentlemen with increasingly less time on our hands. No, and I got the kid. I'm just saying, sometimes a ten year old takes precedence. Uh, anyway, you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. That is at W R E S T L N G R E A L I S T. You can catch me every Monday on Bandwagon Nerds. We are wrapping up the op project this week. That's very exciting. I hope people will be giving those a listen. Uh, on Tuesday, of course, you can catch myself, Dave, and this week you're going to catch Kyle as well on Hockey Talk. And then on Wednesdays, I join Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales on the Greg DeMarco Show. Greg DeMarco show to talk some wrestling. So thank you everyone for listening to this week's uh, trade deadline special. By the time this thing's airs, something monumental. Here's what's going to happen, guys. We're going to put a, we're going to put a bow on this recording and then a big trade is going to happen. As that's the same thing that happened after the Ukraine discussion, Dave and I had like, we're sitting there talking about Ovechkin and then Dominic Koshik spoke like literally right after we did the show. So, uh, I hope that some of our predictions come true and that we look like geniuses. I want to just big thank you to Kyle Morris for joining us and jumping on. I really appreciate your expertise. I 
love having you on the show. And I'm glad we've been able to get you on a couple of times. Uh, and we got to do it again as we get closer and closer to playoff time. Start making some bold predictions there as well. Uh, but for David Ungar, Kyle Moores, I'm Patrick O'Dowd. Thank you for listening to Hockey Talk on the ChairShot Radio Network, a part of thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.